Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. I'll pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel, Bob, Kelly, and Luke. We're glad you're with us. Got a good show for you coming up uh, this afternoon. We're going to be talking to two members of the Southern Miss volleyball team as volleyball season is underway. We're about to talk to head golf coach Eddie Brescher and uh, one of his guys uh, that just Came fresh off of a uh, of a great weekend. But first, I want to remind you, everybody, about Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of this program and Southern Miss Athletics at a great place to call. Probably getting close, but still time to call if you're going to tailgate this weekend. Dickie's would be the perfect place uh, to do that. Uh, they provide uh, tailgating and uh, catering for every size party. So give Dickie's a call. We think you'll be very happy about the results. All right, golf course, uh, golf coach Eddie Brescher in the studio with us. Robbie Ladder from Toronto, Canada. Coach, congratulations. Uh, you guys just came off a huge weekend. Let our listeners know. Well, thanks for having us on, guys. Uh, appreciate it. Always a, a joy to talk to you all. Uh, get you caught up on everything Southern Miss golf. Uh, it was a great weekend. Um, we went to Squire Creek, which is familiar grounds for our golf program. Played in, I believe this is the 17th time we've played in this golf tournament in the history of our program. Uh, came away with the win and uh, in very nice fashion with a uh, playoff victory over UAB and uh, UL Lafayette. Now well, it, it was in, it was over in in uh, at Louisiana Tech. This, actually, you guys were the defending champions. Correct, we were defending champions this year. Um, Went over to Squire Creek, which is Louisiana Tech's home golf course, and uh, showed out. It was a great week for us. Great. Now, you've got Robbie Ladder here with us. Robbie, uh, welcome to the Eagle Hour, and uh, tell us about the weekend, what it was like for you. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on. Uh, it was just super fun. I mean, going back-to-back at the same place. Uh, we got a really deep team this year, and uh, just kind of trusted the boys. We all played pretty well, and uh, got the dub. And actually, Robbie made the winning putt. I did. Um, in, in the playoffs, and we have to speak quietly because. Well, you do your Joe Biden imitation? Is that what this is? No, we're talking golf. Oh, he's oh, he's standing okay. over the winning putt. Tell us about the winning putt, how you read it, Robbie, and how you how you hit it, how far was it away, the, the stimp meter, and all that Talk stuff. Talk about the lie in the rough first. Yeah. <laughs> That's the impressive part. Okay. Yeah, so the playoff was a uh, five man format, count four, and uh, all four boys ahead of me made pars. 
and uh so i blasted one a little right into the right rough on 18 at squire and uh the rough's been pretty thick all week so drew a pretty bad lie and uh had about 150 in coach comes up and he's like man he's gonna have to muscle it so i took a sandwich hit it as hard as i could to about 70 feet hit that one down there to about five and then lipped in a uh, five footer left edge you hit a sand wedge from 150 out i did a little juiced up, a little adrenaline coming. Yeah, I was about to say, man. Like I, I feel like Team Weak Sauce over here. <laughs> That's a, so. So you were you were seventy putting for it was a par five, I assume. It's a par four. Okay. Well, wow, wow. So you you parted out. We we do I'm want our... some masters music in the background. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> we're here. We we never know what Laurel might pull off. Um. <laughs> We we do want to mention both of you guys will go will come right back to it. Bob and Kelly, uh, we both uh, need to recognize that they did defeat South Alabama by a lot a lot. Str- you guys got to understand, like we start every season with South Alabama and every sport, and so we made a big deal yesterday that they were way on down, the Eagles were way on up. So congratulations on that. But Robbie, what is that? I mean, you, at being a senior. Starting the season off this way, I mean, we we you, you talked about the depth and some of these young guns. They do look up to you. I mean, I, it was rewarding for you to to finish off the win like that. But I mean, you shot under par the entire weekend. How, how have you, you know, not the pressure of it, but but being out in front and and leading these guys? Yeah, I mean, this is my fifth year, and uh, we got a pretty young team. We had two freshmen in the lineup this week, and uh, I mean, they both played pretty well in the playoff. Wisey came through with a clutch uh, par to start us off, and uh, Mick just stellar play all week i mean he made a seven footer on the uh 18th in regulation to get us into that playoff and i think a 15 footer on 17 to even keep us in it so uh i mean it's a uh, really good group of guys we got uh we got so much power so much depth and uh excited to see where we can go actually coach Bres- go ahead coach Brescher, tell us uh about uh the the young gun mick five six 120 pounds and can mash it Pound for pound, longest player on the planet. End quote. And what's his last name again? Amora Chai Chan. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> Mick, yeah. Mick Amora Mai Chan. Yep, no chance. Swing and a miss. I, I didn't get it right? No. Mick Amora Chai Chan. Amora Chai Chan. Yeah, there we go. That's okay. better. Yeah. And he's from the Philippines. No, he's from Thailand. Thailand. Okay. Yep, he's from Thailand. So okay. we, we have another uh, another Thai player on our team. Uh, but anyway, Mick's a great guy. He's he's fantastic. He's only added to the brotherhood, uh, the team culture, and the camaraderie that we've got in our program. And, um, you know, couple that with leaders like Robbie and Pat and Ryan and, and Gids and, and Bennett and the boys that have been here for multiple years. I mean, we got a lot of depth. Sky's the limit. we got a very strong schedule ahead. And uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing the guys compete. But now Robbie Ladder at 6'2", which, you know, I guess that's about PGA standard now, right, 6'2". But uh, he's literally looking up to you, you know, at 5'6". But really in the Ladder family, you're kind of the runt, aren't I, you? I am. I am the runt by about six inches. <laughs> so you're, you're a kid brother, and I would say smaller brother, but he's not smaller. No, he is my little big brother. <laughs> He's on the team. Tell us about him. Yeah, uh, Tommy's a uh, really good player. He's six foot seven. I mean, he just rips it. He's a. Uh, we've worked hard together over the summers, and just phenomenal to have 
practice but, with, play with. But now privately, you've told me that you can kick his tail anytime, but that's not a problem. Is that, is that, <laughs> we go back and forth all the time. <laughs> he's, a, he's a really good player. But you come by it honestly because your dad is tall. Yeah, my dad's 6'8". He plays some basketball, and then he's the one who really got us into golf. He was a pretty good player himself. Now, Eddie, there, there was always the notion back in the old days that the taller guys, there was a lot, because they were tall and lanky, there was a lot more moving parts and could get into trouble as far as body movement goes, and that the tall guys generally did not do as well as the smaller guys. Yeah, and it, it's a little bit of a, a kind of an old stigma now. You know, guys are coming out of junior golf, onto collegiate golf, and then onto the professional ranks, and you're seeing legitimate athletes you're seeing tall bodies that are super flexible can generate a lot of power they've got a lot of strength uh injury prevention in the way that these guys and and you know the ladies as well they they just use their bodies right they you know in the off time you know they're they're not doing things to their body that would hinder their athletic performance and uh, so they're, they're doing the right things. And scientifically, a lot of that stuff's been proven through the development, you know, because Tiger was really the, the stalwart with that. You know, you had Gary Player and Greg Norman and these fit guys come through the years, but Tiger's the one that really super elevated the fitness side of golf when everybody saw, like, wow, this guy can do things that really nobody else can. Yeah, now John Daly didn't always do things that would be conducive. To- Wouldn't it be amazing how many times he would have won had he taken it a little seriously? Yeah, no, that's. But he sure. says he, he never had to. You know, he never gets hurt because you have to have muscle to to hurt. You can't pull fat or yes, strain fat. So I have always, seen that quoted by. Uh, he's always <laughs> Eddie. Um, walk our listeners through. The, you know, we got about a minute and a half left in this, but it was a in the first segment. It was, it was a playoff yesterday, which is. You know, to add to the drama with with Robbie sinking it, but but how did that work? You guys finished third, and then what's the format? Are you finishing a three way tie? What's the format for that playoff? So in a three way tie, um, what you do is you designate, you turn your lineup in before the tournament starts. One, two, three, four, five. You go to the playoff and you say, hey, we're going to send our five guys out. Boom, fours, threes, twos, ones, and they play in threesomes. What you do is the best four scores of your five players are going to count. If there is still a tie, then you use your fifth man score for the tie break. But do they play 18 holes? Nope, just the 18th hole. Ah, that was where the playoff was, and it was sudden death. Good stuff. How big is this for the program? It's fantastic. I mean, this is our fourth win um, as a team since March of 2022. So, uh, And as you all know, it's very difficult to win in the sport of golf. Um, to actually leave a tournament with the trophy, you know, we've got to beat 14 to 20-some-odd other schools. So that that's not exactly the easiest. And, and technically, in our sport, if you finish, you know, fifth out of 15 teams, well, then you ended up, um, you know, with a winning record against that field. You only had four losses, you know, and everybody else are wins. So you'd be 10-4 and four on that week. And that's how they calculate wins and losses for our sport with golf. All right, we're talking to golf coach Eddie Brescher, Robbie Ladder, a member of the golf team. There's a lot of things on the chalkboard, so to speak, about improvement of facilities for golf. Am I right about that? That would be correct. All right, we'll talk about that if you're good with that when we come back. Sounds good. All right, still to come as well, Megan Harris from the Southern Miss volleyball team, and we'll fill you in on what all's going on the rest. We've got to give away four tickets to the two-lane game as well, so stick around.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, this segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. I was in there just this morning visiting with Miss Kathleen, and there was all kinds of Southern Miss apparel for the game this weekend. Every sport on campus, I think they have a shirt uh, for you to represent that at Campus Bookmark. You can also shop them online, campusbookmark.net. Remember, you hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast 24-7 on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify. Stitcher, tune in, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. As soon as we finish this segment with golf coach uh, Eddie Brescher and uh, Robbie Ladder, uh, you can be the first person to call me at 601-264-8910. If you're the first person, I got to answer the phone until the break starts. Uh, we'll give you four tickets to the Saturday afternoon uh, showdown with the two-lane green, green wave. All right, Eddie, uh, outside of the tournament, and we can get back to that in the re- rest of the season, but I think the last time you were here we were talking about a lot of things on the drawing board to improve facilities and all the kind of things that will help in recruiting golf and uh, building the golf program. Talk about that again refresh our memories on what all what all is in the works. So we have a just over an acre of land on the back of the driving range at Hattiesburg Country Club, um, and it's land that we've been kind of sitting on for quite some time. As part of our strategic plan for Southern Miss Golf, we would, we're building a 3,500-square-foot golf center. The golf center would entail three office spaces, three indoor hitting bays, uh, with the capability of having a garage door to open up and hit out onto the driving range from inside of the building, and the big indoor putting studio. Inside the putting studio, we'll have capabilities to do any kind of equipment repair that we need to do for our players, because right now, in the way how we operate with golf, it it's just we don't really have that in the area. Um, we have a great relationship with 150 Golf down in uh, on the coast. Uh, both Scott Jackson and Nick have been fantastic for our program, and they help us out with any of the equipment needs and tweaks that we need to do for our guys. But that's down on the coast. So logistically, it is a lot of moving parts to get down there just to change something so minor with a guy's equipment. So having the golf center, we'll be able to do things like that. And we'll be able to do anything indoor. Um, Obviously, we don't have snow, so that's a great thing. It does get cold, but we have a lot of rain. And similar to what the guys were experiencing at Pete Taylor Park, you know, we would have no more rainouts whatsoever for our players' development when they're here in school when the golf center is operational. A timetable for all this. Sounds great. Um, yesterday would have been awesome, <laughs> uh, but we're we're very close. Uh, that we are, you know, crossing some T's and dotting some I's on some things, and it will be very soon. Uh, we will begin moving on this golf center. Before I like- before I throw it over to Luke, have you ever seen an uglier T-shirt than that thing Kelly Sanders got? No, I have not. Okay, I just wanted to verify that. <laughs> and, and it's red. I don't and, like uh, red. And I like the the way you said crossing T's when you're talking go- yeah. golf. That's yeah. right, uh, Luke. Take it away. Eddie, a couple questions. First and foremost about the roster. I was just was breaking it down. I mean, what a what a great roster. Three freshmen, one redshirt freshman, one sophomore, two juniors, three seniors. You got three Mississippians, which I think is is huge for this program. One one Texan, one Louisiana, I think that's Dupuy, 
two guys from Thailand, and then three guys about uh, north of the border uh, with the with the Canadians, with Robbie's brother and other. I mean, that's just a that's a really cool mix as far as like geography and and like the way that you've spaced out the age on the roster. So I've always felt it's very important for your roster management that if you really stack on one recruiting class, you're going to have a rebuild year eventually. So if you continue to bring players in at a consistent pace but not overwhelm yourself as a coach, then you can have guys coming in each year and develop them. Because in our sport – I mean, you could sit out there and practice eight hours a day all you want. And if you show up to a tournament and you're scared, well, then you just wasted all that time. So it takes time to find your comfort zone in competitive golf. It does not happen overnight. Uh, You know, football guys, they'll go in the gym, they get bigger, they get faster, they get stronger. They will see the fruits of their labor out on the field immediately. And golf, it's just not like that. You know, it, it, you can spend all the time in the gym practicing and in order to get better at elite level golf you have to play tournaments okay that's why it's so important for our guys as they come in and we develop them we try to get individual spots so that way we're getting guys reps you know guys are playing in their off time in the summer but also if you've got a lot of uh, depth in your roster and a really deep talent pool of guys well when you're playing qualifying you're darn near playing a tournament yeah you know and that's going to have guys get developed quicker than they would in the past. Another big thing that we do at Southern Miss, and th- this is something that I've, I've always loved about where we're at geographically. You can take a, a, a Sharpie and draw a circle of us around us on the map an hour and a half, and I guarantee you you'll hit 15 to 20 unbelievable golf courses. Yeah. And that's what we use to our advantage. We're going to take our guys to different golf courses, and we're going to say, hey, boys, we're here to play for a plane ticket. We're here to play for a seat in the van today. Oh, well, you know, I haven't seen this golf course before. I'm sorry, buddy. You're just going to have to figure it out because that's what it's going to take <laughs> when we go on the road and play Oregon State or right. when we go to Puerto Rico in February. Yeah, you get one look as a, in a practice round, but at the end of the day, kiddo, you got to figure it out because if you do that, you're going to help our team. Absolutely. We're visiting with Southern Miss golf coach Eddie Brescher and uh, Robbie Ladder, who made the winning putt um, over uh, around Monroe, Louisiana, yesterday, the Argent Financial Classic. Is it shoe draw? Is that how you say it? Or is it shoe drant? I was trying to. What is it? Shoe drant. Shoe drant. Okay. So, Robbie, let's go back to you, man. Uh, Coach is talking about those tournaments. Four more this fall, and we always say on this show, you golfers are the wisest people in the world because of where you get to go. Bearcat Invitational in Cincinnati next week. Get to go to Corvallis for the Oregon State Invitational. Come back to Mississippi for the Fallen Oak Collegiate, great course um, down on the coast, and then the Daniel Island Collegiate in Charleston. I know you're looking forward to all of those. Have you ever played any of those courses before? Yeah, we played uh, Fallen Oak a couple times in qualifying rounds and uh, Oregon State last year. So we. What's- uh, so yeah, so on some of the, I mean that that's a that's an, for a player. I mean that's just an amazing spread of tournaments where you get to go play golf all around the country. Is there? I know one tournament at a time. I get that, but I mean, is there one you know preseason you were circling? I'm really excited about playing that course. Uh, Fallen Oak for sure. I mean, in my opinion, it's the best course in the state, and uh, it should be good. I mean, we're pulling a great field this year. So many good teams, so many good players going to be there, and uh, pick up some good wins. Kelly, Robbie, you're from Toronto, all right. So you don't get. There's not a whole lot of hockey around here. Uh, so was there withdrawals 
from <laughs> not getting a lot of uh, hockey exposure down here, even though we all know me being a Leaf fan that the Leafs always lose in the first round of the playoffs to the Bruins usually. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that, but um, I do miss hockey a little bit. I mean, I quit when I was pretty young for golf, but uh, I know Biloxi has a team. I get a team. Kelly has season tickets, so while he yeah. hits y'all up for golf gear, ask him back, okay? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I will be sure to take him up on that. So, that I mean, you talk about sticking out like a sore thumb, quitting hockey when you were a kid. That had to go against the grain. Yeah, I was kind of fizzling out on the uh, performance side and uh, getting pretty good at uh, getting pretty good at golf pretty quick. And uh, from there, I mean, I just fell in love with the game, caught the bug, and uh, you know, went from there. But a golf season in Canada is really what from July fourth to the ninth. <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty much funny. <laughs> we get about five or six good months. Really, we can, we can get it five for sure. We can get outside and play. So when did you when did you realize that you had an aptitude for golf and wanted to put the hockey stick down? Um, I mean, I only started taking golf serious when I was about twelve or thirteen, and within the year I went from shooting, you know, sixty for nine holes down to forty, and then all of a sudden round par, and that happened pretty fast. And I uh, started getting into tournaments, and I said, "Hey, I got a got a serious future with this thing." And and that's exactly you know what has happened, and the Canadian pipeline of players coach pressure is going to continue because even after robbie leaves there's more canadians that are on the recruiting uh you can't mention any names but but that's just it just goes without saying it's been in the past you've gotten canadian players i'm guessing you'll continue to recruit canada but in any specific reason why that uh, that Canada's on the drawing board for you every year? Well, I mean, heck, it started back in the day with Glenn Natchik. Um, Who's you know, been on this program before. Absolutely. I remember I listened to that podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, Glenn uh, was kind of a stalwart for uh, for Southern Miss Golf in, in Canada. And to be quite honest with you, it worked just like this. I was sitting in the office one day, and I'm sitting there looking at the rankings for Canada. And I'm like, why in the world – have we not continued this tradition and gone after Canadian players? We've got unbelievable weather. We've got the cheapest cost of living in the entire continental United States. We have an unbelievable education. We've got great golf courses. And again, we can play golf 365 days a year. Why wouldn't we go after them, you know? And so that that was kind of what kick-started me to go after Canadian guys. And there will be more in the future, Bob. All right, Coach, we're grateful to you. Thanks for coming in. Gentlemen, thank you all for your support. Bobby, congratulations. Great shot there to uh, beat the Raging Cajuns. We're grateful to you for that. (laughs) Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you very much for having us on. And thanks for crushing South Alabama's dreams. We always appreciate that. Look forward to having you guys back. All right, hang on. Eagle Hour continues. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, our thanks to golf coach Eddie Brescher and to Robbie Ladder, who hit the winning stroke uh, for the Golden Eagles to win a big golf tournament over the weekend. Proud of those guys and appreciate uh, them coming in and uh, sharing uh, that excitement with us. This uh, segment of the show is sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill. It is the place to be 
uh, Saturday for lunch and then skip right over to the Rock and go to the football stadium. Great time to have lunch any day, really, at Fourth Street Bar and Grill, Monday through Friday, 11 to 1 o'clock, just $9.95. All right, volleyball. We haven't talked much about volleyball this year, and uh, we're going to correct that today. Uh, the volleyball team just uh, had a great weekend. They swept Nickel State and Mississippi Valley State, uh, never losing a set. Uh, they're leaving a little later today to go to Memphis. They're going to be playing in the Bill Street Classic this weekend with Little Rock, Memphis, and Arizona State. So uh, we wish them well. Kelly, uh, earlier today or yesterday, I guess, was at volleyball practice. One of the young ladies that he talked to was Megan Harris. And uh, we're about to bring that to you. And when the interview starts, if you're the first person to call me at 601-264-8910, i give you four tickets to this weekend's Tulane Southern Miss football game. Here is Megan Harris from Southern Miss Volleyball. Megan Harris, libero for Southern Miss Volleyball. You actually started in competitive dance. Take us back to when you started dancing when you were three years old and how volleyball seeped its way into your life. Yeah, so actually I was three, and my mom knew I was a girly girl because, you know, I love pink, and I still do. Um, but I actually started when I was three, and it was a long, long days. I would go straight from class, from school. My mom would check me out at three, and then I would go to dance from 4.30 to 8.30 almost every night. And then uh, one day I was just hanging with my friend next door, and she played volleyball. And I actually was like, you know what, let me just try this. And she said, you should try it out. And me being little, I was like, yeah, maybe that's not the best idea. But I just kept playing, and then I finally was like, you know what, I'm going to try it. And I went and told my parents, and they kind of, like, smirked and kind of laughed. And they were like, Megan, like, you're a little short. You know, they're going to support me. But they just didn't want me to, like, get my heart broken. And so I actually tried out my middle school year and made it. And we had an A team and a B team. And I actually was on the A team my seventh grade and eighth grade year. And then I tried out for high school. And I started varsity as a freshman. So that was really awesome. And then I just have played since then. But those competitive juices began to flow as a competitive dancer. My daughter was a competitive dancer, and I don't know that there's anything that is cut <laughs> as cutthroat as competitive dance. Oh, it's so competitive, and I swear we talk about this all the time. Like with me being a libero and always moving your feet and always having to like have these movements. I think dance has had a huge factor into that. So I think with dance, it's created me having a competitive mindset through it all. Okay, so the what what does it take to be a good Libero, and again, liberos were not around when I was a kid. So. <laughs> um, to be a libero, you like have to be loud. I'm a super, super loud person, and um, you also have to be a really big leader. I feel as if like and you're gonna, you have to be a great passer, obviously, because normally libero is the best passer. So you obviously have to have that skill, but you also have to have the skill set to like always, you know, drive the team and keep positive impact on there. You want to just always be positive and just be loud, so that when someone's beside you, they know or they have confidence in you. Like one of our players, KK, which we call her KK. Her name's Kaylin Demps. Um, she always, always is like, I love passing beside Megan because I know what she's going to get and what she doesn't. So it's also a trust piece. So as Libero, you have to be confident, you have to be loud, and you have to be a big leader because you're kind of in control of the backcourt. And actually, all of those skill sets would fit in to be a good teacher, which is what you're studying to be. Yes. So I'm very loud, and <laughs> I love to talk to people, and I love teaching people things. And, you know, as a kid, I always wanted to be a teacher and always doing that or whatever. And I actually went to school to be a child life specialist, and that's basically just being around kids and being a therapist for them in the hospital. And 
you know, I thought that was my calling, but actually I've always wanted to be a teacher, but you know, you know, the pay and all that kind of stuff feeds into it, but I just knew that was my passion. So I really am excited to be a teacher. One yeah. Day. And of course, being from South Haven, you got to have a little bit of money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you're used to being around money. I get it. But your second year at Southern Miss, but you actually started your career in Missouri. What took you up to the state of Missouri? So actually, you know, during COVID, that was when I decided to commit for volleyball. And so, you know, I started the recruiting process as a freshman. You have to start really young in the volleyball world and so I started as a freshman and it's really hard to get recruited out of Mississippi for volleyball they don't really look down here you have to really go out of your way it was a long process I have a binder full of all these schools and I didn't really want to go far I was not in the mood to go far and I'm really close to my family and so SEMO actually was two and a half hours away southeast Missouri State yes it was only two and a half hours away so that was great but I actually didn't even get a visit for that school because of COVID. So I kind of just had to, you know, you had the meeting with the coaches, you liked what they offered, and you just kind of went for it. And honestly, it was not a fit for me, but it was a blessing in disguise. Educate, educate us as to, we know that in basketball, the tallest guy, the centers, are the, are the fewest and farthest between. So they're at a premium in the recruiting game. Mm-hmm. What about liberos? Are, are, are they the are they the most sought-after players or what? Um, the Liberos are hard to find, you know, and they most coaches want hitters. Like, that's the main thing. Passers, is, they kind of get left behind sometimes. But that's, like, the blessing of, like, when I wanted to go to SEMO, that was a lot of, you know, scholarship money and kind of stuff on that aspect. And I think, like, with the Libero, you basically, like, you, you work for that. Like, there's so many of us. Like, they recruit a lot of Liberos and DSs are walk-ons. So you have to, you get here, and then you work for that spot, you get the spot, you get the money. So it's a lot of, like, there's not a lot of money or a lot of scholarship or times. So there's a lot of us, but the more you work for and you get your, like, plans on, the more you deserve the money and you get it. So far, you guys have been on the road a lot. What's been the impression of how you have performed as a team so far this year compared to expectations? Yes, so um, being on the road has been tough because we've played top 25 teams and, you know, very, very talented teams, so it's been hard. But I do think this year is going to be amazing because we have two freshman setters, which they're doing absolutely amazing. And this team is, we, we won it. We won it this year because, you know, we didn't end up where we wanted last year. So I think everyone's just has to drive for this because it's, it was a sad ending and we don't ever want to fill out again. So it's, it's been tough, but I think we're learning. And as we go, we're getting so much better. And we talked about after the first tournament that, like, we need to play as a team. And that was one of the things we struggled with. Like, everyone was kind of playing individually. But as time went on, we got better and better. And now that we're finally playing as a unit, I think it's gotten so much better. Well, Megan, your spirit is infectious. And I can't help but think that uh, if if it catches on with the rest of the team, you, you're going to have a terrific year. And all of the Golden Eagle Nation is behind you. Nothing but the best. Thank you so much. All right, Megan Harris, everybody, from uh, Southern Miss Volleyball. I want to congratulate Paul Sanford, Seminary, Mississippi. He was the first caller. He's going to be going to the Tulane game this weekend, four seats uh, for Mr. Sanford. We appreciate him listening to the Eagle Hour. Kelly, you were telling me you're pretty impressed with these young women playing volleyball. They they are so uh, – they're just so – like I say, her personality was just so infectious. Uh, you talk about the Energizer Bunnies, man. I mean, these, this, these volleyball players are – 100% on go all the time. And I mean, great athletes. And we've said this before with all of the kids at Southern Miss, Bob, the discipline that these kids invoke, they're articulate. They have to manage their time between athletics and academics. They don't hardly have any social life. Right. And for them to be that dedicated to their sport, 
uh, volleyball. They're just, they're just really a nice yeah. group of young ladies. Here's what I think part of it is, Luke. I, th- I think kids that play at schools like this are humble kids, and they're not – they're not the ones that have been told how awesome and great and perfect they are since they were 10 years old and didn't have ESPN putting 10 hats in front of them or jumping out of airplanes or all the silliness we see around the big schools. These are humble kids that are proud to play collegiate athletics and, and, uh, and uh, give it everything they got. Yeah, I mean, it's especially for 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 Megan being able to come back home to the state of Mississippi and play Division One in your own state. And I mean, Jenny Hazelwood's talked about you know the where volleyball is coming up in the, in 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 Mississippi. At the same time, um, you have to elevate those you know those programs, and that's what you know she's done in the in the first year they played postseason and starting off with three top twenty five opponents. But yeah, I, I think it's. You know, people like Megan, especially what you're going to find, I think, in some of these areas in the transfer-heavy, uh, you know, landscape now is that kids are going to appreciate stable environments, oftentimes more than like the flash and the smoke and the lights. And I think Southern Miss has continually proved that it's one of those places where there, you know, for the most part, there is stability. And, uh, you know, we create an environment where, where people, you know, want to stay. Kelly, I did, I did want to ask, you mentioned South Haven. I think her roster city is technically Nesbitt. Okay. So DeSoto Central High School. Do you know that mascot? Oh, gosh. And I should, too, because uh, Oak Grove beat DeSoto in 2014 for the state high school baseball championship. Uh, is it the Knights? It's the Jaguars. Oh, I did. And Megan me. actually helped the DeSoto Central Jaguars win the 2020 Class 6A championship. Did in you volleyball. miss that, Kelly? I did. Man. I'm... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> that was that shrimp salad I had for lunch, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I. Um, you got me, Luke. But that was a really good point you made. You know, as the American family generally deteriorates, that's something that kids have always wanted is structure, discipline, and stability. That is really an insightful comment. It, it would be hard for me to describe how much joy I get around. I get out of being around these athletes. The, and it's every sport. The kids are just wonderful. Very respectful to no you. Question. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Wednesday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com, great place to go to get in shape, great place to go for instruction, pro shop facilities. It's all there at DBAT and D1 in Hattiesburg. If you missed the first half of the show, we were uh, privileged to be joined by Eddie Brescher, Southern Miss head golf coach, and Robbie Ladder a senior golf player who sunk the winning putt yesterday in a playoff between UAB and the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana. Southern Miss wins the Argent Financial Classic. And, uh, yeah, good good job, guys. Now, I, I did mention um, 
you guys that, you know, over the next several weeks they get to go to Cincinnati, they get to go to Corvallis, Oregon, they get to go to South Carolina, and then they get to play Fallen Oak. I mean, can we just agree that that if you play golf collegiately, it's probably the best decision you make? And that's that's part of the recruiting process, too. You know, we've touched upon, we talked yesterday about football. You know, why would you go to, you know, Tallinnastie? You know, why would you go to columbus ohio next year and obviously the financial ramifications but also you know there's a little bit of of recruitment in there hey look we're gonna go to columbus ohio we're gonna play ohio state and as a recruiting tool you know that's attractive to young kids look they're not they're not stupid they know what they're walking into um but what other chances are i remember you know with steve knight with william carey the long successful basketball coach at william carey he says that one each year He'll try to book into the schedule uh, kind of a neat trip because he says a lot of his players never get to go any to any neat places, you know. And so, you know, they'll go to the Bahamas one year. They went to Puerto Rico one year. They went off the coast of Georgia. And, you know. Traveling's it, great. That's why my wife and I take an annual, you know, vacation trip to Yazoo City. I mean, you know, just getting out and it's just great. Hey, Eddie did mention they're going to Puerto Rico in the spring. You know, so yeah, they're they're doing that. Bob, um, may, maybe maybe try Wiggins next year. Okay, just to, well, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, Wiggins. Um, yeah, congratulations to golf. Uh, all right, depth chart releases. Before we talk about that, just a quick mention. I, I watched Willie Fritz's uh, presser yesterday. Um, according to him, of course, he's hiding his cards. They got to see how Pratt does tomorrow and Friday. It's a it's a knee. His knee got banged up. So Fritz said yesterday they're waiting to see if he can protect himself. I think Will Hall and all of Southern Miss, as well as if you were a Golden Eagle fan and you would be listening to the show, you need to expect Michael Pratt to play on Saturday. And that kid's good, too. Yeah, and I read a stat today. He's thrown a touchdown in 35 of his 36 career games. I I agree 100% that you have to plan on him being there. But if you're Willie Fritz and there's even just the slightest chance that he can't go. It would be wise, listen to me telling Willie Fritz how to coach, but it would be wise for them to keep him on the shelf because really they're in the same situation that Southern Miss is in. This is a big game for both teams. It's a, it's a team that's equitable talent-wise, but it's a non-conference game. All right, so when it comes to achieving your goal of winning your respective conference, this game means nothing for either team. You know, just based on uh, on the number of people that are asking about tickets, I, I, I can see there's a lot of excitement here about the game this weekend. Well, Kelly, uh, the bell may be more to Fritz than a um, American Athletic Conference championship, so just keep keep. Well, that that's, that's, that, but I still think the most important thing is winning. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, your conference, and, and if, you, if your starting quarterback is only – you know, 80%, you don't want to risk him getting hurt for the most important games, yeah. which are your conference games. Depth chart releases today uh, after competition Tuesday. A few changes. Uh, Frog Jones um, starting at the H wide receiver position. Brandon Hayes backing up Jacarius Caston. Uh, on the running back front, Frank Gore Jr. obviously first, but there there's an or. Dreek Clark or Antavius Rambo Willis or Kenyon Clay. Kind of found out, and I may have been behind on this. I didn't realize Clay was was dinged up a little bit. I don't think he was even available last week. But but now the only two superbacks listed, Chandler Pittman and uh, freshman J.Q. Gray. Um, one more, tight end, Justin Reed, the freshman out of Georgia, who, remember, he flipped 
from I think from Georgia Tech to come to Southern Miss. He had a catch this last weekend. He is listed as a co-starter that or Justin Reed or Avery White at the tight end position. Everything else uh, looks the same, but Reed's a guy to watch. Six five, two fifty five, true freshman, and I remember really being excited when when he committed. Everything else looks yeah. the same, but yeah. Um, do do we? What do you what do you make? I think Will said yesterday Frank wasn't involved in the second half against Florida State. Same thing, Kelly. You just said no need to to hurt your your star player. But I mean, Drew Clark looked good um, against Florida State. That's what I was just going to say. I'm a little bit surprised by the or 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 at running back because Drew Clark I thought looked terrific. So what did he do? You know that would cause him a demotion as it well, were. It wasn't a demotion. He's still listed at second. I would just I would think that because Clay wasn't available there's. And if he's still not, that they're putting somebody else there because Rambo usually is in the super back, but he's 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 now at uh, listed at running back. I think that's just so they can say they've got three guys that can tote it. All right, on tomorrow's show, we're going to hear about Tulane. We've got the play-by-play voice, right, Luke? That's exactly right. Corey Glore, the voice of the Green Wave, will be joining us tomorrow. Maybe he'll just kind of spill the beans and tell us whether Pratt's available on Saturday. And then Friday, the three of us are on the road. Mo Baby, yay. Yeah, baby. I'm looking forward to You that. want a rematch, Sander? Have we determined that yet? No, I'm waving the white flag, Luke. You're a better man than I you am. You just curb stomped him, Luke. You intimidated him. He, he's just a froed up you now. In volleyball terminology, I just killed him. That's it's it because was. I like taking my time and enjoying things, doing things slowly. Uh, go change that shirt, please. <laughs> Tomorrow, 1 o'clock, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Into the Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.